Okay, we are live. Finally! <laughs> uh, hey guys, this is Brad and Mike with Dallas Geek. And uh, we're finally on after a little bit of, uh, we'll say technical difficulties trying to get this started. Um, you know, but that's kind of par for the course, it seems. You know, we, we need at least one every now and then. So, isn't that right, Mike? Now and then? I, I, every now and then? I, yeah, let, let's say every now and then. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but with that, uh, guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, it does look like we got uh, a couple of y'all uh, already on the stream with us. So, uh, thank you for that. Um, nope. There we go. Turns out there was room for one more minor technical difficulty. Uh, me not turning down the speaker on my tablet. Did you just break your own fourth wall? Is that what just happened? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I broke something. So, um, with that, uh, hey, so, uh, if you guys have not joined us before, thank you so very, very much. Uh, we do appreciate it. Um, if you have not already, please do not forget to like the video and follow us on Facebook or uh, to like the video and subscribe. What are you pointing at? Uh, there, there should be a little button, a uh, little red button oh. right about here on YouTube. Uh, I don't you know. see anything. You're looking at the wrong place. Wrong place. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so um, anyway, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and jump on in. So today uh, we are back, this time with another review. Uh, it's been a little while since we've done one. Figured it was about time, especially since Disney Plus has officially finished the uh, third attempt at a final season for uh, Clone Wars. So, yeah, Mike, what do we think? I don't know. I didn't watch it. Wow. Uh, you know, I, I think if I actually believed you, I would be uh, about to kill you right now. But uh, <laughs> luckily, I know you love Star Wars way too much to actually leave me high and dry on this one. I do. I do love Star Wars too much, um, as I'm wearing a non-Star Wars related shirt because I wore them all last week uh, while at work for May the 4th. Um, oh, it was... Uh, the term roller coaster is used too much and it's too much of a cliche, but holy hell was it a roller coaster. And I yeah. mean that because we'll get into it here in a minute, mm -hmm. but it started off strong. It hit a hard lull that almost made me want to jump off my roof and take a nosedive into the parking lot outside, and then holy hell did it ramp back up for the finale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'd say it was definitely the shortest season that they've had, mm -hmm. but it was probably yeah, also the one of the strongest ones overall. Yes. Um, and yes, just before anybody tries jumping in the comments and pointing it out, um, the first of the three story arcs for the season, uh, The Bad Batch, was technically released in storyboard form uh, with some rough recordings 
early on uh, after the show was originally canceled for the second time. So we did already have an idea that this was a story that they were planning on telling, but they made some revisions after that original concept. So uh, it, it very much is still a unique story, even for anybody that's like deeply analyzed the original cut. How many times was the show canceled, Brad? Uh, canceled <laughs> twice. Uh, we, we've officially had three separate final seasons to Clone Wars, but I think since uh, this season actually does go to the same end point in the timeline as Revenge of the Sith, I, I think this qualifies as the official, official final season. So, yeah. This show's, this show's harder to kill than Community. Which, uh, you know... Do you think they're actually going to get a movie out of it? Honestly? That is a different topic for a different day where we have the censor button available for us. Because um, I enough. have lots of thoughts about that. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so real quick, we're going to jump into our spoiler-ish review of mm -hmm. all three story arcs. So um, if you have not finished the season already please jump off now do not blame us if anything past this point is uh you know a little too spoilery for you um we will try not to give too many things away but we will be going light spoilers right now um so uh with that spoiler warning please don't blame uh, us if you haven't seen it uh no. yeah so um with that yes. bad batch yes. uh mike initial thoughts yeah so i never saw the storyboards when they were originally released i didn't really know too much about this story arc uh before i sat down and watched last night well not last night but i started it on sunday finished it last night yep um the season that is uh it was really good it was really cool to kind of see that final i don't want to say bow wrapped on what was going on in the original run with uh, with some of the characters, but it was nice to finally get that sense of finality. Yes. If that makes sense for some of them. Yes. And to see their stories come full circle. Um, characters that we... God, I don't want to sound old, but say grew up with. I mean, because when you think about it, geez, when did the show originally start? That's a very good question. Uh, you keep talking, I'll uh, double-check. Yeah, so I mean, it's I mean, can we can we say character names? I mean, are you okay with that? Yes, that that would definitely okay. count as light spoiler. Two thousand eight. Okay. Oof. Yes. Yeah, so so I mean... officially, this started two thousand eight, and if you want to talk Clone Wars overall, uh, the uh, extra short, like wasn't weren't those like animated, That was. Uh, See that one was 2003. So wow. I mean, Jeez. overall, okay, so we've been getting the Clone Wars story for almost a very almost long two time. decades. Yeah, yeah, almost two decades. Jeez, hell, I feel old now. Um, <laughs> but no, it was cool to see the the search for Echo, um, and we get to see that old squadron kind of get their their final little story run together before we ramp up into what ended up being the final arc um, yeah. but yeah to see those characters kind of finally get their 
God, I don't want to say happy ending, because we, we know it ain't a happy ending. No, 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 no. But I guess to get to get some sense of, like I said, it's it's characters that we really spent a lot of time with over the years, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Um. So to see them get their, to see them not have been forgotten, was cool. It was yeah. Really cool to see them like, I don't want to say remembered because they're not. God, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. It sounds so weird to be like, oh, like they're remembered. We remember these characters. We remember, like. They're not real people, but in a sense, they are real people. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of the... That's kind of one of the unique aspects of the Clone Wars overall, uh, is that unlike any of the movies, uh, the Clone Wars actually w had the time and willingness to develop the side right. characters and really show that there was more to them than just being there to support the main characters and in this case most of the side characters were the clone troopers and there were definitely some very specific clone troopers that the audience was given a chance to become attached to um, mm -hmm. so that is very much something that uh, I mean it, it really was unique to the Clone Wars itself like that yeah. that matters yeah, especially yeah, make, as a, a long-time viewer. Making, yeah, making secondary characters matter, especially when you know the destination that we're going to. Yeah. Because yeah. it could have very easily been, it could have very easily been like, oh, they're cannon fodder. They're going to turn and murder all the Jedi. Sorry, spoilers. Um, yeah, and that's actually... But the fact that they actually, it's the fact that they took the time to actually develop them. Yeah. They're, they're clones, but they're... They have their own personalities. They have their own traits. They have their own. They are very much people like you and me. Like that's how they were treated throughout the entire series. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing that's always stuck out to me about the series. Like season one of Clone Wars, in my mind, is the same level for the most part. For the most part, is the same level of dumpster fire that the Clone Wars movie was. It just. It was trying to continue that initial idea uh, without really knowing what voice it wanted to use when it was telling its story. But we got a few nuggets of what the show was going to become later with some of the clone trooper-centric stories. Where uh, actually one in particular, uh, where we actually had a story all about just clone troopers going to take an enemy outpost, and then everybody but one of them is killed off, and we yeah. get enough time during that story to really connect to each of the individual troopers, uh, so that by the end, the fact that there's a sole survivor leaves us feeling something about that, unlike, you know, the original 2004 short series that as amazing as it was, the clone troopers were cannon fodder. You didn't get personality yeah. from them. They they had no redeeming qualities about them beyond the fact that they looked cool. Um, it was just that was the benefit of how short those were. But this series, we really got to see the culmination of that in the final season. And honestly. Even though the entire this entire seventh season was 
focused on everybody but Anakin and Obi-Wan. So we were getting the uh, the wrap-up of everybody else's stories because their stories got wrapped up in Revenge of the Sith. Um, it was nice at during, and especially at the beginning of the Bad Batch storyline, where we did get a little extra something added to the character development of Anakin and Obi-Wan, and even Rex, where we got mm -hmm. the chance to see that there was more of a connection between them uh, in a familial sense than what we yeah. even got to see before. Um, and we did get to see one aspect of the story that kind of filled in a bit of a sort of but not really plot hole in uh, Revenge of the Sith which was how quickly it seemed that Padme was just suddenly pregnant and now she's giving birth and oh my gosh what the heck happened and in this we got to see from the very first episode that there was build up behind the scenes so there was awareness of the characters for all of this and it's just you know the worst kept secret uh, amongst their little group of friends essentially um, and it was also really nice to see that little addition to Obi-Wan's character where he clearly knew what was going on to some extent at least but he didn't seem to care because he cared more about Anakin than he did upholding the Jedi bottom line essentially so yeah, that, like, that, that part was kind of nice so that's something that also comes up with Ahsoka is that Clone Wars did I feel like bring out a lot of the flaws that the Jedi Order had. Yeah. And and the bureau and like in and, and the fact that even they got sucked up into the politics and the bureaucracy. Um and it's something that comes up several times, especially in this final season. Yeah. Um where they're you know, not to jump ahead, but there's several points where like Ahsoka brings it up and, and you can even tell that Obi Wan's conflicted about it. He's like, hey, He's like, it's not fair that you're saying that we're playing politics right now. But he acknowledges that they are, in fact, playing politics. Yeah. And, I mean, that's... That's kind of the thing that the second story arc really addressed. Uh, but before we do jump into that, uh, there is one more piece of the Bad Batch that I just... I, I want to really recognize and appreciate for a second. And that's the fact that when everybody has tried to say you know yeah i mean clone wars the stories could get dark but they never really got that dark it was still a kid's show that very first episode of the bad batch storyline i mean you uh well the first and second honestly you you want to talk about uh going dark yeah. instantly i mean you immediately jump into a storyline uh where you get to see hey this clone that we thought has been dead for couple seasons now while, uh, yeah. is suddenly alive but he has been essentially scooped out with, with the spoon by the techno union and turned into a, a, a living um, living computer and I mean yeah. you, you want to go dark <laughs> that I mean that that's sets the tone for the entire season and I know you weren't a fan of the Ahsoka storyline for that that second story arc in the season but 
I actually appreciated it. Yeah, there was there were some frustrating parts about it with the sisters, <sighs> but I will say, because we do have to acknowledge the fact that for all of the visual Star Wars stories, the the TV shows and the movies, uh, we can't assume that the majority of the audience also reads the books. Um, this story arc for me was just the Clone Wars trying to re-add the same general concepts that Ahsoka's book was able to contribute to her character development about showing the personal cost to the general public of the Jedi and how completely ignorant the Jedi were of the actions that they ha uh, were taking and what they were leaving behind. And I mean, I don't know if we can, I don't know if we can really ignore the significance of that as kind of ham-fisted as it was at times because the sisters could have been written a little bit better. I think adding in that little extra piece for anybody that didn't read the book uh, to be able to see that yes, the Jedi weren't really well known to the public before the Clone Wars, so most of the public didn't know that the Jedi were typically peacekeepers, so all the majority of the people in the galaxy knew about the Jedi was they called themselves peacekeepers, but they usually left a massive destruction in their wake, and they didn't ever come back to check on the people who were damaged in their attempts to keep the peace. And I, I think even if it was slightly clumsily done in parts, I think that was a very important thing to add to the story. Oh, slightly. Wow, you're being way more generous than I am. <laughs> um, no, look, I, I get what they were going for, but it's like, I, look, I get it, but good God, like, is it that hard to write likable secondary characters? Clearly it's not, because you just made an entire series about it. But I just... Oh, those two sisters were so insufferable. Oh, God. I thought I hated Jar Jar. Wow. You're, you're tossing them down at Jar Jar levels of hatred. That, so, that's impressive. So I can at least pass off Jar Jar because that was Lucas losing his damn mind. But these are competent storytellers and competent writers that came up with these characters. Like, it was, uh, like, honestly, and I get it. Look, I do. I get that we needed to see, we needed to see where Ahsoka was both mentally and emotionally after leaving the Order, because we, other than the books, we don't see her again until Rebels, which is... Yeah, absolutely. God, what is that, at least, like, a 10-year time jump? Um, if not more? Ish. Yeah. So, I mean, so, so in terms of media... What most people see of her is she walks out on the order. What is that a, a, a season four, season five? Four. Yeah. And then we don't see her again until the end of Rebel season one. So we don't really see her grow as a person. We don't see her. Now I get what they were going for. I do. I get we had to see her kind of experience the world and see the world through people's eyes that view the Jedi not as these people that they put up on a pedestal, but I, uh, there were so many points 
in that four episode arc where I just want to slam my head against sorry, the wall. Sorry, sorry, let me, uh, quick correction, it was season five where she was kicked out. Okay, it was season my five. My bad. Okay. Yeah. But, like, yeah, but there were, there were so many points where I'm just sitting there and I'm like, how dumb can you be? How dumb can you be? And then there were multiple points, like, I don't, I don't necessarily know if I like the way Ahsoka was portrayed in that four episode run, because there were points where she was just dumb as hell. And it was 14 years between the end of Revenge of the Sith and Rebels. And Rebels, wow. Okay, yeah, so that's a good time jump. Yeah. But there, yeah, there were points where she completely and totally could have handled the situation. Sure. But didn't. Yeah, and that... And, and it's not really... Yeah. Like, you're sitting there watching, and you're like, okay, so let's just go ahead and force push these guys off the ledge, or let's just go ahead and slam them up against the wall, and... They tried to jailbreak with a Jedi four times. So, I can understand to a certain extent her trying to avoid using her powers. Part, uh, initially, because before she found out what the sister's perspective on the Jedi was, um, she was very clearly uh, under the, I, the general idea that use of the Force was so innately connected to her identity as a Jedi that trying to leave the Jedi Order behind completely, in her mind, meant she had to abandon her Force powers because she no longer could call herself a Jedi in any sense. Um, sure, I get that. But then after hearing their opinions on the Jedi, uh, if she wanted to try to keep her new and only friend, uh, I can also then understand her attempt to try to not use her powers unless it was absolutely 100% critical to keep them alive because she didn't want to lose her friend because uh, I'm a Jedi. <laughs> right, so. but we didn't get that till we didn't get that till episode 3 of that arc. Sure. Like that there was there was so much of that that felt like it didn't need to be there. Like there was so much that could have been that that could have been whittled down to two episodes. Yeah, honestly, it probably could. Um, I mean, maybe three is, if they is... if they had focused a little bit more on the interpersonal relationship between Ahsoka and the younger sister. I'm totally mm -hmm. blanking on her name, uh, but yeah, Trace. I think so. Trace. Trace and Rafa, I think. Or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, I, maybe three, but yeah, I could definitely understand four seems excessive, especially since one of those episodes, uh, you know, the jailbreak and then back in jail uh, just seemed repetitive. And then you got the younger sister that's going to dump the drugs that they're running. Like, oh, well, I'm just going to fix the problem. Let me just dump the product. I'm, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. So. Like, uh sorry if i'm ahsoka at that point i grab her and throw her out the hall and be like yep go get it well yeah so anyway that, it just yeah it was again i get what you're going for you're trying to show the emotional growth to get you from where she was yeah to where she ended up needing to be but then she immediately jumps right back in and helps the jedi order yeah so they, they yeah I, I could definitely see how that could have been done a little bit more eloquently and you can argue that she wasn't really helping the jedi she was helping um bo katan thank you um 
but she still went she went and landed on their ship she took her lightsabers back she got her own squadron of the 501st yeah like she was essentially a Jedi again yeah whether she wanted to call herself that or not so it's almost like well we had all that emotional growth for nothing yeah but. Anyway, uh, jumping into the final story arc of the three, uh, we had the Siege of Mandalore, which, oh my gosh, uh, this may be the strongest uh, story arc in the franchise. And just think of what it could have At been least if you the took... series. Yeah, think of what it could have been if you took two of those episodes away from the previous arc and gave it to this arc. Yeah, yeah. If you spent more time on Mandalore. So, I mean, I gotta say, part of what made this feel so viscerally satisfying uh, from uh, for me is not only did we get the opportunity to uh, just really spend some time with Darth Maul and uh, what he was up to prior to Rebels, prior to Solo. Uh, his attempt to kind of get back into the underworld of the galaxy after escaping from being captured by Palpatine. Uh, Brad, 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 you're underplaying it. Darth Maul was the hero that we both needed and deserved. But <laughs> it was so satisfying for me just to know that the mocap for every piece of his fighting in this, uh, in his four episodes, was 100% done by Ray Park. So we got the, we got the Darth Maul back. We we got the uh, physicality of Darth Maul with Sam Whittier or uh, Whitworth uh, there doing the voice. So the best of both Mauls together in a single digital character. It was it was fantastic. I want to point out that Ray Park is 45 years old. That was a 45-year-old man doing that. What the hell have I done with my life? Clearly not enough. Clearly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was amazing, and I freaking loved every bit of it. Um, Look, the, the mall stuff was brilliant. It was so great to see him kind of brought back, because the character that everybody loves that Lucas basically completely wasted, let's be honest. Um, yeah. All the shots of George today. Um, well, I don't but, know. Remember, George was uh, still running shotgun over Clone Wars when Darth Maul was reintroduced. So... Was he that late into the game? I mean, Filoni uh, had more say at that point, but he was still there uh, standing over his shoulder. So, oh yeah. Huh. Oh yeah. Alright, I'll give you credit, George. You finally did something right. Um, <laughs> but I, I, God, I really loved the the dynamic of you know he's he's reintroduced in Rebels, he's reintroduced in Solo mm. as this kind of underground crime lord. But then you really find out what he's actually doing. Yeah, and you really find out that he's pieced everything together. Yeah, and he sees it coming, and you're like, oh God, like he. Like, he's been... He's outsmarted everybody. Like, he's been literally just one step behind the Chancellor, or Sidious, you know, 
again, spoilers, sorry. Um, but he's literally just been one step behind where the Emperor's been playing everybody three and four steps behind. Maul's almost been up with him every step of the way. Although I did find it very interesting that even though it was obvious that Maul had never been privy to all of Sidious's plans, uh, the fact that he was able to puppeteer the galactic underworld so well that he basically positioned the entirety of the major crime syndicates for what they were going to become post-Republic, um, but still was never able to piece together the existence of what was going to become Order 66. I, I find that part genuinely fascinating because it shows that there was limitation to his thinking uh, as well as his overall understanding of his former master. And so that really still opens up the door to uh, the fact that we as the audience can be surprised because there isn't some just uh, messianic uh, understanding uh, that any of the characters have of the overarching plot that they just right. know it all. Right, but I did, like, yeah, yes. It was very, it was very deliberate and it was very like, hey, he doesn't just know everything because he knows everything. He knows everything because he was a piece in it. And then he started looking at exactly what was happening throughout the galaxy, and he started actually kind of like the spider web on the, the Kennedy assassination wall where everything's connected by a wire. He just started piecing everything together to the point where he was like, it's coming, I know it's coming. He's like, very soon the galaxy will be completely and totally redefined and reshaped, but I don't know how. Yeah. But I know that these people are the piece. So... No, that, that I, I just found fascinating, honestly, uh, of all the story. But then to really end it off with uh, that final episode. And, I mean, say what you will about the changes from the beginning of Ahsoka's book and how they ended the Clone Wars in the show. Um, mm -hmm. I actually appreciate the differences. Um the difference in Ahsoka's lightsaber colors, for example, uh, mm. uh, adding in that last little kind of understated but still very insidious uh, act of subtle manipulation by Anakin trying to kind of force his will upon the people he supposedly cares about because he just doesn't understand the concept of what a healthy relationship looks like. Um, and then to see the change with how Rex is de-chipped and how the two of them escape, going from, well, they just they fight their way out on Mandalore, uh, and then in the chaos of the battle, they fake their deaths and go their separate ways so that they can't be hunted down, uh, to actually see it like this, where they have to face uh, the entire group of people they most care about. The the parts yep. of the 501st that Rex was closest to, the part of the 501st that Ahsoka was closest to, and who was so close to her and dedicated to her that they 
recreated their helmets uh, to look like her. Yep. And then to have to realize that either they kill them or they die and there is no third option. And yeah. seeing just the weight of that realization between the two of them was yeah, that, that was, was gutting. So, so you talk about it like this is a kid show. Number one, when Maul is let loose and is just running for the storm, the the clone troopers. I don't know nothing kitty about that. No, no, no. no, no. <clears throat> like when he basically cuts the guy's arm off just so he can get the radio. I was like, that's dope as hell. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But that scene where they're in the bridge and Rex is saying, like, it doesn't matter, like, those men that you commanded that are my brothers are going to kill us if we don't kill them. And she and she takes his helmet off and she's like, I understand, but I won't be the one that kills them. She's like, these men are willing to die to enact Order 66, but I'm not going to be the one that does it. I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Like, that is... Like, damn it. Like, that is deep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. No. And then that last and then that, that last shot with them on the moon surface, and they made the graves for all of them that perished in the crash, and it's all the helmets that look like her face, and she's just standing over them. I was like... Mm. Yeah, and, and honestly, <sighs> I'm not even going to bother uh, touching on the debate about when the post credit scene with Vader uh, actually happened in the timeline, whether that was immediately after or right before Rebels, <clears throat> or during sure. Rebels, whatever. Um, there's still even more that we could go into about uh, exactly what happened with Maul and the former members of Death Watch on Mandalore. There's so much more that we could get into about the Bad Batch and their potential for uh, being brought back for a future story, maybe because well, because of this, this, or this, they could have potentially survived. I, I mean, there, there's so much more that we could talk about, but honestly, yes. uh, we are out of time. <laughs> and, uh, it was, yeah. guys, it's, it's 12 episodes. Each episode's about 25 to 26 minutes. You guys can power through it in a day. It'll only take about four yeah. hours. Go do about it. About 23 minutes if Go you skip the previously on section. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it, it's, it's worth it. That um, is, it is a hundred percent. If you've invested any time into the Clone Wars, it is a hundred percent worth it. Yeah, and I mean honestly, I I've said it before, I uh, but I will say it especially for uh, this season in particular. Uh, Ashley Eckstein, um, this season really proved why she was one of, if not the best addition to the series and yeah. to really Star Wars overall. Like, to see her emotional contribution and weight that she gave to every one of her performances, I, I, I am so glad that she's been part of this, and I want to see more of her. So if we can get, like, an Ahsoka series or something where we can just get more of her, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, with with everything that came out of this last season, like, there's so many different places that they can take follow-up series, sequel series. Yeah. We could go back to Rebels, because, uh, I mean, Filoni's already said that he's got an idea for where he would take a sequel series to Rebels. Yeah. 
there's there's so many possibilities and there's so many places that they can go like it's just just sitting here thinking about it is like oh yeah so um with that uh guys if you made it this far in the video thank you so much for watching we appreciate it we definitely appreciate you sticking through the uh earlier technical difficulties uh <laughs> and um yeah, once again, if you have not already, please don't forget to like the video uh, and follow us on Facebook. And uh, don't forget to like the video if you're watching us over on YouTube. And hit the little uh, red subscribe button that should be right about here on the screen. Um, we absolutely appreciate that. Uh, and of course, we would really appreciate if you share us with your friends. We'd love to get them into the conversation and get their thoughts on all this too. Uh, and uh, final piece, um, question of the day for everybody who has finished season seven of Clone Wars. Excuse me. Uh, please tell us in the comments, what did you think? Uh, did you like it? Did you not? Uh, what was your favorite part if you did like it? And uh, yeah, just, just tell us all of it. Um, yeah. yeah um really quick before we go um brad's usually in charge of a lot of our social media stuff um but moving forward things might be a little bit different uh for which part let, let let's tell everybody which part specifically i haven't decided yet Brad. you're no longer in the picture Anyway, uh, thanks for watching, guys. <laughs> and uh, until next time, this has been Brad and Mike with Dallas Geek saying see ya.